The Bible Study Podcast, episode 693. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 48. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with Genesis 48 today, Manasseh and Ephraim. Sometime later, Joseph was told, your father is ill. So he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, along with him. When Jacob was told, your son Joseph has come to you, Israel rallied his strength and sat up on the bed. Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan, and there he blessed me. And said to me, I am going to make you fruitful and increase your numbers. I will make you a community of peoples, and I will give this land as an everlasting possession to your descendants after you. Now then, your two sons born to you in Egypt before I came to you will be reckoned as mine. Ephraim and Manasseh will be mine, just as Reuben and Simeon are mine. Any children born to you after them will be yours. In the territory they inherit, they will be reckoned under the names of their brothers. As I was returning from Padan, to my sorrow, Rachel died in the land of Canaan, while we were still on the way, a little distance from Ephrath. So I buried her there beside the road to Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. When Israel saw the sons of Joseph, he asked, Who are these? They are the sons God has given me here, Joseph said to his father. Then Israel said, Bring them to me so I may bless them. Now Israel's eyes were failing because of old age, and he could hardly see. So Joseph brought his sons close to him, and his father kissed them and embraced them. Israel then said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face again, and now God has allowed me to see your children too. Then Joseph removed them from Israel's knee and bowed down with his face to the ground. And Joseph took both of them, Ephraim on his right toward Israel's left hand and Manasseh on his left toward Israel's right hand and brought them close to him. But Israel reached out his right hand and put it on Ephraim's head, though he was the younger, and crossed his arms and put his left on Manasseh's head, even though Manasseh was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked faithfully, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has delivered me from all harm, may he bless these boys. May they be called by my name and the names of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and may they increase greatly on the earth. When Joseph saw his father placing his right hand on Ephraim's head, he was displeased, so he took hold of his father's hand to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to him, No, my father, this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He too will become a people, and he too will become great. Nevertheless, his younger brother will be greater than he, and his descendants will become a group of nations. And he blessed them that day and said, In your name, Will Israel pronounce this blessing? May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. So he put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. Then Israel said to Joseph, I am about to die, but God will be with you and take you back to the land of your fathers. And to you I give one more ridge of land than your brothers, the ridge I took from the Amorites with my sword and my bow. 
And so we get this scene here at the end of Jacob's life. Uh, not quite the end. We'll we'll carry on with his final blessings in the next chapter. But we get this scene, this touching scene with Joseph and his father, the father who never expected to see him again. We never quite know when will be our last visit, or at least many of us don't get that chance. I'm dealing now with a father who is 94 years old and has just taken a fall and uh, could use your prayers. We can't tell at that age, is this something he will bounce back from, or is this the last time that we'll see you? And so this meeting here with Joseph and Israel is a special one, and this blessing of the sons is a special blessing because we have seen that Jacob, who became Israel, was blessed by God. Remember all of those times as we were studying him where it said that everything that he was doing was being blessed. And the same was true of his son, Joseph, even when he was in prison, even when he was a slave in the house of Potiphar. Everything that he touched was being blessed, and the same was true of his father. And so he presents his sons to be blessed, and he basically promotes them from grandsons to sons. Basically, he says that these two will be as if they were my sons. And so we talk about the half-tribes of Manasseh and Ephraim, and they are reckoned among the tribes of Israel, even though they're really Joseph's tribe, even though it's really the tribe of Joseph. We don't talk about the tribe of Joseph. We talk about these two these two boys, because of this scene that is going on here, because of this moment that Israel has with his two grandsons. But there's this odd section where he goes and presents the children, and as is the case, he presents that the one who is the firstborn will be blessed with the right hand, and the one who is the secondborn will be blessed with the left hand, because the right hand is more important. And so As we have seen in a couple different places here in Genesis, God doesn't always do things the way we think. And so it wasn't the oldest son of Isaac that became the line through which God was working. That was Esau, and Esau, while he became a great nation, also the Edomites, it wasn't God's plan to use him to make his people. It was the second son. And while all of the sons of Jacob, all the sons of Israel, are going to be important in this creating of a nation, these 12 tribes or these 13 tribes, if you count the two half tribes, while they're all going to be important, it was through this not quite the youngest son, but the second to the youngest son, Joseph, that God works out the salvation of his people during this time of famine. And so when the older brothers, remember, heard that they were all going to bow down to Joseph because Joseph had this dream, they thought he was pretty full of himself. They didn't like that idea because we think we know the way things are supposed to be, but sometimes God's plans and our plans are not the same. And sometimes who God chooses to work through isn't who we would choose. And I think of when 
the prophet Samuel goes to name a successor to King Saul. Saul, who was a head taller than everybody, sure looked like a king, but didn't turn out to have the right heart. And he goes to Jesse. He is told by God to go to Jesse and one of his sons. And he walks his way through the sons from oldest to the youngest, as you would expect, and doesn't find the one that God wants to be king because the one who God wants is so unimportant that he's off with the sheep, and that is David. And so God continues to this day to work out his plans in his way. And it isn't always the way we think that things will be. And who looks to us to be the most important isn't necessarily the most important. That God can work through those who have a heart for God. And God can work through us if we have a heart for God and God desires to work through us, to work out his plans as he did through these men who were gathered here in this time as he did especially through Jacob, as he did through Joseph, that not only the people of Jacob, not only the Jewish people were saved through Joseph, but also many of those who were in Egypt and many of those in the region were saved through God's working through him, through him being able to listen to and hear God's voice. And think of what would have happened if Joseph had not been able to hear the voice of God, if Joseph hadn't been able to discern God's leading, how many would not have made it? And, you know, I wonder if Joseph had had an a iPod or an iPhone or something like that and it had lots of podcasts to listen to, would that have kept him distracted from hearing that still small voice? Would he have had more trouble hearing if he was on you know, Twitter and Facebook and uh, cable news channels and all of that noise coming in? I do wonder sometimes if we have a lot of time that we fill up with things and lack those moments when we set aside to listen. I don't know But as we head into the new year here, I pray that this year of 2021 will be a blessing to you and your people. I pray that you will be blessed as God blessed these two boys in the story who went on to become the half-tribes. And I pray that in 2021 we will hear his voice a little more clearly. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. God kept calling my heart. Like, I just knew he was my safe place. I hope people don't walk away going, wow, you're really awesome. More than like, wow, Jesus is really interesting. And he's really awesome. Everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if. How does that one courageous decision affect the whole world? A ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. If you were encouraged by what you just heard, please search Trevor Talks on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com.